0: My name is Nathan Forster, and I'm asking the big questions of authors and activists, scholars and survivors, poets and priests, therapists and theologians, and everyone in between. This will be a resource for people who, deep in their bones, think, surely God's kingdom is deeper and wider than the box we have sometimes put it in. And what better way to discover this than by learning people's stories and their specialities in order that we may deepen and widen our perspective on faith, community, society, and life. So, journey with me as we go deeper and wider. On today's episode of Deeper and Wider, we are exploring the intersection of comedy and faith. In pursuit of the big questions around faith, God, comedy and laughter, we'll be speaking with Father Chris Bedding. Father Chris Bedding is an Anglican priest, artist and activist. He serves a parish in the Perth Hills and has also served as a school and aged care chaplain. Chris is one half of the comedy duo Pirate Church, a comedy show about religion and pirates. He has competed in the Theatre Sports National Championships and appeared in numerous comedy and arts festivals. Chris is a recipient of the Robert Juniper Award for the Arts, which enabled him to train at the Second City Training Centre and IO Improv Theatre. As part of the Love Makes a Way movement, Chris has advocated for an end to the indefinite detention of refugees and people seeking asylum. He directed the WA Campaign of Christians for Marriage Equality and advocates strongly for workers' rights and safety. So here is today's interview with Father Chris Bedding. So Chris, you're you're an Anglican priest that does comedy, which... For the most part, actually sounds like the beginning of a joke. So how did an Anglican priest such as yourself get into comedy?
1: I think the first thing that you need uh, to get into comedy from ministry is you need to be in between jobs. So I just finished one uh, job as a school chaplain Mm -hmm. and I was working for the Council of Churches of WA. Uh, and that was a kind of an admin job. It wasn't very visible. Uh, I didn't have a congregation or a school or agency that I was uh, answering to, and I thought, I'll just give this a try. And the Raw Comedy uh, competition Mm -hmm. was on, and people had been saying to me for years, oh, you should do that. You'd be great at stand-up. And I thought, well, what I'll do is I'll go and do one, And if it goes really well, happy days. If it fails, no one will ever know and I can just, you know, park it. Yeah, you can just slide
0: it under radar. That's right.
1: Um, So I just registered online, showed up, not really sure what to expect. I had my five minutes of material because that's the absolute maximum. And uh, I went on stage and I did the five minutes of material and it was okay. It was basically about um, my early material was all about... Being a priest at parties um, and meeting <laughs> okay. new people, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, and people would always say, "What do you do?" Um, and uh, usually, I think uh, I think I'd say that I would lie um, <laughs> and say that I'm a male stripper <laughs> <laughs> because that's, that's actually great. people like would be like, "Oh, how interesting!" You know, and yeah. just have a really relaxed conversation about that. Yeah. Um, uh, or I would sometimes obfuscate so and say that I. Uh, I'm the local manager for a big multinational, <laughs> and people yep. would, you know, and but the reality is, you then got to kind of, you know, disclose because there's only so far you can go. Better
0: say it before the yeah comes. Yeah. out. Mm. Mm.
1: So um, that was kind of my early material, and um, I got off stage at the first gig, and the MC says to me, "Wait there," and and I and I sort of go, "Oh, okay, this is this and good, bad, indifferent?" And the MC goes on, introduces the next act, comes off and comes up, gets up really close to me. And he goes, was that for real? And I was like, uh, what, what? He goes, are you really a priest? And I said, well, yeah, I am. He goes, which diocese? And I'm like... People don't just know that word. Yeah, about like,
0: to say that's that's inside is like language. a very
1: technical religious term. I'm like um, Perth. He goes, "Well, I've never met you." I'm like, "Who are you?" <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Um, so we established like who, where, where I had been, what I was doing, who I knew, my sort of bona fides, and that person was Wurzel okay. who went on to become um, my partner in. Pirate Church, which Mm. is a you know it's it's a whole other story that I'm sure we're going to get to, Mm. but we literally met. He was the MC at my first ever gig. Wow, Um, no way! Yeah, and he he was a person who had been um, in the formation program, preparing for Anglican ministry, and then pulled out. Um, And so we knew all these people in common, and you know it was as they say, it was the beginning of a beautiful friendship. (laughs) Mm. Um, So that is how uh, you get. From uh, ministry into comedy.
0: Goodness, far! And have you always been interested in comedy growing up? Like, is this a has this been a thing for you? Like, yeah. so I, I
1: began with a very pure art form. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a I was a boy chorister, so I had I was in the, you know, singing the classic English um, cathedral type tradition. Uh, music and from there I, I embraced probably the purest art form, musical theatre. Mm. Uh, and so, in my sort of teens and through my kind of early adulthood, uh, I was really I was really about the razzle dazzle, uh, and I loved. But I liked playing comedic roles, mm. uh, and I did uh, you know in community theatre did various kind of musical and straight theatre roles, directed. Um, some theatre and always enjoyed comedy, mm. um, but the short answer is no. I hadn't, I hadn't perceived myself in that kind of stand-up comedy sure. way, yeah. Uh, until I kind of did it and it went okay, mm. uh, and then from from stand-up comedy, I then got interested in improv, uh, and that kind of opened up a whole another world of comedy mm. uh, and 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 the arts. Um, so I guess I'd always had a sense that I was a bit funny, uh, in every respect. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, That's great. <laughs> yeah, like you know, being seventeen and yes. sort of and going, you know, what will I do with my life? I know, become a priest. Well, that was that was a <laughs> bit funny um, where I was from, but um, but I, I I guess I hadn't. I hadn't imagined that that could be part of my life. Yes. Um, yes. And then it just sort of unfolded and uh, and I was like, oh, it turns out I can be the vicar of a little village church and also, you know, do do stand-up comedy mm. and improv gigs. Mm. Um, and and it just
0: kind of just So, say, so it sounds like something you just kind of fell into almost naturally. In there the way. was
1: no plan. There was never a career plan. Mm. And really I never much sought um, Things to do. Mm. It, like, I remember once going on, um, on to the ABC to, I think it was my first ever time on ABC radio mm. to plug uh, an improv show that was coming up. And, and then that led to another interview and that led to something else. And then next thing I know, I was a regular guest. And then next thing, you know, yeah, right. And, and, but I never kind of set out like with life. Dreams and goals and ambitions. Mm. Um, Likewise with stand-up, you just kind of do the open mic nights, and then people sort of book you. Mm. Um, and then you know, even even once Pirate Church became part of um, part of our lives, mm. uh, even then it was a case of kind of oh, we'll do a show. We never had, we, we've never had a business plan, mm. you know, or. a for it. Um, so yeah, it's just kind of just kind of
0: happened. And you've mentioned Pirate Church. Maybe yeah. tell us a little bit about that. I I've seen it. I know plenty of people mm-hmm. who have seen it, but I know some of our listeners will be like, what's Pirate Church? Like, yeah what is Pirate Church I to, to pretty, those who've never heard of it before?
1: It's quite straightforward. It, it's, it, <laughs> it's, it's, it's an hour of comedy yeah. about pirates and religion. And I think like I don't think it needs any more. <laughs> That's brilliant. But, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, look for the you know for the listeners, the handful of listeners who might have been living in a <laughs> cave or something. Um, Pirate Church uh, is 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 two people. It's it's me and it's Wurzel, who's um, now actually a, a Churches of Christ minister here in Perth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, we are Pirate Church, and mm-hmm. we put on shows. And typically, the show is in two halves. The first half is sketch comedy. Uh, and a bit of musical comedy. Um, so that's uh, about the wacky world of religion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the first half of the show, we uh, we really try to kind of um, deal with either current issues or very um, present religious issues. Mm-hmm. And nobody is immune. Um, so, like, one of our banger sketches is called Hell Song. <laughs> um, and it's... It's about a, a mega church of Satan yeah. um, and someone who's new and wants to join. And, um, and, you know, so that, you know, that is a big hit. But yes. um, there's also um, uh, Margaret and Derek. Is it Margaret and Derek? Der- anyway, there's a couple yes. um, who run the Laughing Goanna Retreat Center. And they are, you know, quintessential, what we call floaty scarves, <laughs> um, you know, kind of vaguely left wing, uh, earth mother type. Yes, questions. yes. Um, who, so no
0: one's immune by this. No <laughs> one is immune. We had,
1: um, there was a period there, there was a character called uh, Brother Georgi, who was a, a, an Eastern Orthodox missionary who'd come to Australia to convince us to change the date of Christmas. Uh, that was his mission. <laughs> um, and, you know, this father, Father Hater, who um, is, a, is a Catholic priest who hates uh, everyone equally. Um, and, but, and also hates Easter, like as a real, oh, really dislike of Easter. Um, and, and Pastor Jaden, who's a, who's hit with the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so these characters, and you know, we we mm. we flatter ourselves by saying we're a little bit like Saturday Night Live, but um, really we're just like two idiots um, <laughs> who you know write sketches on the back of a on the back of a notepad and um, hope for the best. But um, we, so the sketch comedy element has always been about. Uh, just kind of uh, observational critique Mm. of the life of the church. Yes. Um, And we're pretty, both of us, pretty shamelessly socialist. So Mm. um, the kind of Christianity that aligns itself with, you know, with our friends to Trump or, with, (laughs) um, you know, with with, um, prosperity or capitalism generally, we're pretty open that, that, you know, that's not us. Yes. That said, um, the kind of christianity that's all about just like peace and love and just getting along mm, um mm. And being nice to each other we're pretty tired of that as well yes, so yeah the second half of the show is when you enter an alternative universe and there's a church service on board a pirate ship yeah uh so there's um there's a reading from the ship's log there's sea shanties and everyone has to sing along which i imagine
0: are your hymns so to speak yeah that's yeah. right
1: yeah uh and um Ain't It Great to Be a Pirate? That's one of our, our, <laughs> our favourite sea It's shakers. a classic banger. That oh, it's, yeah. you know, e- everyone loves it. Um, uh, there's a sermon. <laughs> and uh, initially I always did the the preaching. I always delivered the sermon. Um, and um, so our characters are called Uncle Reverend School in that universe mm-hmm. uh, and Saucy Jim, who's the first mate of the Dread Ship Fisher of Men, um, he... Uh, he sort of was always the offsider, but actually, of late, he's really stepped up into yeah, a, okay. of a preaching role. Very, very, uh, it's we're empowering that's right, people. yeah, very. Good. <laughs> and, um, it, it, it's a very, you know, it's quite a unique experience. We share rum, um, which is in no way holy communion, let me emphasize, except that everyone gets a little. A Little cup of rum to share, it's Captain Morgan's spice gold, which is only mm. the best. Nice, uh, yeah, and there's yeah. and so it has many of the elements that people would recognize from yes. um, a church service. But because we're in an alternative universe, a kind mm. of Narnia like um place which has familiarity to us but is not this world, mm. there's also a theology, yeah, uh, of the the pirate universe. So, uh, and we, uh, we are obsessively Trinitarian, yeah. Uh, with the deep, the captain, and the ghostly parrot, mm-hmm. and their respective roles, co-equal, co-eternal, uh, three persons, one substance. Very. That's like, brilliant. That's yeah, actually I mean, amazing. Like, like the Council of Nicaea. Yeah, um, they'll give you the thumbs up. You'll yeah, a oh, absolutely. Approval. They, they, yep. they, they. If they assist the pirate universe, they'd be like, "Yes, no Yar. heresy here." Yar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My heart is right on. You know, And and it's actually really interesting to me because people uh, love different elements of the the package. Mm. It's a sort of hour-long show usually. It's not super long. But some people really love the sketch side of things and and the the way we kind of um, critique Mm. and make fun of the culture, you know, religious culture, and other people just bang up for the pirate slide. Yeah, interesting. And I reckon those those are our two key audiences: mm. people who uh, have faith of some kind and quite like taking the Mickey out of it, and people who just love pirates. Mm. Um, and it's been really interesting to see over the years the different um, motivations that people have yes. for coming to see a show. Yes, uh, and what makes people laugh, mm. um, depending on you know what's brought them. Mm. I mean, I've even
0: had friends who have, for a variety of reasons, been in between churches. Yeah, and they've come and they've almost gone there as Part of their spiritual experience, yeah, if you like, yeah. of like, I know it's not a traditional church, but <laughs> but having just time and community where yeah. we can laugh and we can kind of laugh at ourselves, but yeah. also had something profoundly spiritual in a, in a in a very different way. I guess is uh, yeah. that's been their experience. I've really found that fascinating.
1: Yeah, this is a common response, and not well, that was never our aim.
0: Yeah, we, yeah, sure.
1: We were adamant at the outset and ever since mm. we're not a church. Yes. Even though it says yeah. church anyway, we're not a church. We're not a fresh expression or a church.
0: <laughs> <actor>. <laughs> that's we're right.
1: Bleh, we don't that is the opposite of what we <laughs> want to do. Nevertheless, mm. frequently people yeah. um, will feedback to us that it, it affected them in a, in a spiritual way. Mm. They, they came away from it feeling um, inspired or encouraged or transformed in some way. And our response is, yeah, that's great. That's Mm. that's excellent. Mm. Um, And, um, you know, we, we would want people, if they're sort of members of a church, Get on with it. Mm. Um, if you're not, we're not really. We didn't come here to convert. That's you. right. You're like you're like you know,
0: conversion. You know,
1: you haven't come to the pub mm. on a Sunday night um, <laughs> to get converted by us. But if you if you are being converted, mm. um, then we'll you know we're right behind that and mm. we'll carry on. Good luck with that. Um, please don't you know call us to talk about your issues, find someone else. Yeah, that's right. We've been
0: walking in a pastoral care from a pirate. Yeah, like we're very big, busy
1: people. Yeah, um, that's right. But, yeah, it, it has been a common thread. Mm. Uh, and it's it, it, you know, it, it astounds me. Uh, people um, say to us sometimes, they're like, oh, could you come to our church and run a pirate church service? And the answer to that is, oh, hell no. Like that is the exact opposite of what we would ever want to do. If you want to do that, knock yourself out. Like mm. we don't own piracy. Um, so we're doing something quite uh, specific yeah. uh, and we're not actually try- we're not trying to make the church, the, 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 you know, the, the whole world of the church into pirates mm. uh, and we're not trying to take anyone away from church, we're mm. just doing our that thing.
0: That's right. Yeah, it's not like a goal-focused type no. style yeah. comedy event, it's comedy and, there's, yeah. and there can be something beautiful in its own right but yeah. n- not with a particular Intention or or agenda. That's per right. Se. It's art. That's and, right. Yeah, and that, yes. and I think
1: that's been that can sometimes be a bit confusing for people. That like, oh, you know, so what's your aim or your goal or your plan or your outcome? You're like, no, this is it is mm. its own. Mm. It is an end in itself. Yes, making art. Yes, it is, it is for its own purpose. Mm. Mm. And I
0: think in that way it stands on its own as something that can be beautiful in its own way, rather yeah. than trying to be manipulated in a exactly particular right. particular manner. Which I know is a obviously a question to do more broadly around the arts, but I wanted to ask more specifically the broader question around the comedy aspect. And that is, I guess this would be my question. How has comedy informed your faith? Mm. And also how has faith informed your engagement in comedy?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, I, I think the Bible has, is very funny. I think the way we get the Bible is hilarious. Um, and the, and the, there are intrinsically hilarious things in, in the text, routinely very funny. Mm. Some, sometimes setting out to be funny. Um, and sometimes things that you just let them go, are you, are you kidding? Like last Sunday we read, um, uh, Jesus' uh, story about the tenants in the vineyard. The, the vineyard owner, um, they says, he says, we'll come and, uh, and kill all of the tenants and install new tenants, right? And uh, this is all taking place in the temple and the scribes and the Pharisees are standing nearby and there's this great line, which I find hilarious, which say, it says something like, uh, and the scribes and Pharisees realised he was talking about them. <laughs> like... <laughs> boom. Yeah, <laughs> <it's> like, <laughs> yeah, this moment. <laughs> yeah, they just had this moment where we're <laughs> like, oh, so Jesus is saying that the owner of uh, the of God yes. is going to come and kill you people standing over there and install uh, new tenants. And, and they go, oh, so Jesus... Right, good, um, and it's like the, the quintessential kind of pointed joke, you know, yes. really, di- really like directed at someone. I'm like, this is good. This is this. Thank you, Bible. Thank you for giving us <laughs> this um, this little bit of comedy. Although mm. not everyone, you know, necessarily land on that um, as being hilarious. But I think the scriptures are very funny. Mm. I think the the things that we do in church services mm. are absolutely hysterical. Whether like me, like I dress up in a in Roman civil dress uh, and and kind of like candles and, and there's a lot of poncing about. Um, and I think that's very funny. Um, and I know it's not meant to be funny, but when I look at a kind of, if you're an alien visiting, mm. you look at it and go, what is going on? Mm. Why are these people sitting in rows? They look mm-hmm. so uncomfortable. Um, and then, you know, and then in the other sorts of churches with the, you know, the, the you know, the people singing into microphones and mm-hmm. the, the smoke machines and the and the amazing kind of audio visual. Again, why? <laughs> you know? And I think when we kind of go, Orthodoxy is a whole other form of wacky, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Um the Catholic Church is one of the funniest things, like just as an entity, hysterical. Mm-hmm. Um and I think when we, we as believers can look at the the structures, the institutional structures and the the kind of aesthetic of our religion mm. Mm. and go, this is really funny and yes. weird, mm. it's very humbling. Yes. And it take, it puts us in a space that's so different from going, you know, this is all so very serious. Yeah, right. So important. Uh, and anybody anybody who ever thinks that it's funny must be against us. Mm. Must be mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I just don't buy that. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, if someone doesn't laugh at what we do, uh, that makes me a little bit concerned. Yeah, right? yeah. Do you not really? And sometimes, like, even on a Sunday morning, I look out at the flock, especially in the middle of winter, and I'm like, it's really cold and it's raining outside. And, um, you know, what we do here, you know... I don't want to put myself or my congregation down, but it's not that great. Like it's not like this what made you get out of bed and come here, and then we're gonna all have coffee and cake afterwards and <laughs> sort of gnash. I'm like, what what is going on here? Um isn't this funny that you've all like yes. you lot, you yes. weird mix of people have decided to do this today. That's right. That's of all right. the things you could <laughs> be doing, yes, yes, you're here. Yes. Um, so I guess um seeing Seeing the church, my place in the church, mm. um, as something that's actually quite funny, yeah, uh, and uh, and that does not diminish the serious uh, aspects of it. Actually, I think um, enlivens those yes. those elements of yes. it. Um, it. That really helps me. Mm. I think as a person of faith, engaged in the world of comedy mm. in different ways: so uh, stand up, improv, sketch. Um, I think, I think what what I bring to that is a particular ethic, hmm. and it's not it's not um, the only ethic. And I'm not the like there are you know actually every comedian has an ethical framework, but for me um, it's it's like. There are many things that are funny, but you can't be funny if it means you're putting down people who are already weak. Right? Like yes. if you're exploiting a, a person who's already, uh, you know, struggling, mm. then that's not helpful. Mm. Um, if you're reinforcing um, gender stereotypes or racial stereotypes or sexuality stereotypes, that's not okay yeah. um, for me. Mm. For me to do, mm. uh, and I think also it means that uh, I see. Uh, the world, including audiences, through a kind of pastoral lens, mm, mm. Um, which is kind of weird. Like, as a comedian, your only job is to make people laugh. Like that's your sole mm. purpose of being there. Um, but if in the process it causes them to challenge a, a a belief or to feel better about themselves or better about their neighbour or more able mm. to be compassionate or whatever, mm. if you can blend that in in the process, mm. well, that that's good. And and. Um, when you get that feedback that says, "Oh yeah, I laughed really hard, but it also made me think, or it also made me yes. reflect," that that I think is really really helpful. Mm. Um, I think though it's really important, and this has been a real learning for me, that you can't be different people. Mm. You can't be one person in the comedy room and another person in the pulpit. Mm. Um. Or and you know, one person at the bedside, another person backstage. It doesn't work like that. You've actually got to have some integrity as a yeah a person across all of that. Yes. and that's been really hard. Mm. I think um to. I used to say that I kind of lead three lives, yeah right you know, priest, comedian, activist, um, but now I'm trying to see myself as living just one life but doing different yeah, things. Yeah,
0: totally. With that yeah, life. One life, um, three different <laughs> domains of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and that, self. you know,
1: if we wanted to unpack that theologically, uh, mm. is, is a little bit Trinitarian in itself. Mm. Um, uh, but I, I think there have been times where I've been actually – Almost a different person Mm. in different contexts, and um, and that's that's I think part of the kind of personal spiritual growth of Mm. going, actually, no, (laughs) that that's um, this disingenuous and there's a there's a lie, Mm. lie, you know, a a subterfuge about that, Mm. and um, being willing to let the different elements of of Mm. life inform.
0: From your, uh, yeah totally so being an integrated sense of self as you engage in comedy as someone yeah. of faith with a particular ethics as yeah. you go into that i mean you alluded to something i found very interesting i wouldn't mind unpacking a little bit more yeah. where you talked about that if someone is like a marginalized group you obviously don't heap more more hurt upon that group yeah, yeah, but if yeah. someone's group in power then you'll speak into that as as yeah. a as a way, it does remind me a little bit of Jesus in terms yeah. of how he engages the powers. I'm not sure what your thoughts are on that, but perhaps as a more broader question, I guess I want to ask if, if God engages in some sort of type of comedy, if mm. you like, or more specifically, Jesus, in terms yeah. of. Guess I'm guessing curious of how you see how humor can be a tool in the world yeah. to bring about change or bring about an unveiling of, of certain things.
1: Yeah. There's this thing called clean comedy. And clean comedy, as far as I can work out, means that you don't say... Uh, there's a list of words you can't say. Um, you can probably imagine what they are. <laughs> uh, I, I don't think we'll say them on the podcast. Um, and also that you probably don't talk about sex much or genitals, you know. Mm. and a um, like taboo
0: topic, so to speak. Yeah, mm. yeah.
1: And... That's pretty much that's clean comedy, Mm. and uh, there's a bit of a market for it. The Melbourne Comedy Festival always has a clean comedy venue, uh, which is run by run by Christians. They all came to see *Pirate*, (laughs) and they said they loved it, but they couldn't put it on in their venue. It wasn't clean.
0: Ah, is that interesting? Um, Right, that that comment.
1: (laughs) And I don't have anything against sure. comedy yeah. and if you want to make it, great, and if you want to see it, great. I can't imagine anything worse to do with an evening or $15 of my money, but, you know, go for it. <laughs> um, but I think the, the danger is in imagining that a Christian, um, a Christian engaging in comedy or relating to the comedy industry does so primarily um, to clean it up. Uh, and I think that's not helpful at all because, in fact, some of the the, the profits of our time and increasingly we're seeing uh, that fine comedians, really outstanding comedians, are the ones who are holding up a mirror to society or who are holding up a lens so that we can see the world in a different way mm. um, and forcing us to confront very serious social issues. Mm, um, mm. And what we're seeing increasingly is that um, the, the the comedians who are really great are those who are coming from marginalised communities. Mm. They're the ones who are doing outstanding work, um, which includes women um, uh, and people of diverse uh, gender and sexual identity, uh, people who are black, uh, and more, more so people who are from immigrant and refugee communities, as they're stepping up mm. um, Comedy is actually becoming a, a an avenue through which social change is, is being pursued, mm. uh, and there's look still, still people out there doing jokes about bums and whatever, and mm. you know bums are actually very funny in and of themselves, but there there is actually so much more to comedy than than just talking about say you know fecal matter or you mm. know um, casual sex, mm. um, and and I think that um, for me anyway, if if, as a person of faith, I want to engage in comedy and I believe that part of my role is working for a better world, mm. then that is going to be about um, prioritising marginalised voices mm. and also prioritising the discussion of uh, of issues, um, even if we're laughing about it, but uh, but the airing, if you like, of mm. issues that uh, affect everyone and, and that um, that have to be addressed mm. Mm. And I do believe that things can be uh, can begin in the comedy room. So the comedy room can be like an incubator for a conversation mm. that then flows out into civil society, into the mainstream media, into politics, into local communities and into churches. Mm. Uh, and I think um I think that many, many Christians would do well mm. to uh see more comedy. Yes. Uh and and engage with uh, with great comedians and also terrible comedians, um, go to the comedy room and hear what the 18-year-old who's starting out is talking about and what's important to them and also find out what the person who's gone to the pub to see the comedy is thinking because that's actually where you're going to find out the real, the real mm. issues in your community.
0: Yes, yes. And I've certainly noticed that coming out of certain comedy shows mm. because of the content that they talked about, because it was talked about in obviously a humorous way or a a way of comedy, so to speak, it almost lowered those parts of our brain that would be so heightened and so intense and so serious Mm. into almost a relaxed posture where you're able to talk about these larger social issues.
1: Completely. Just as in in the past... uh, a beautiful church building, like a cathedral, lifts the spirits. Hmm. Um, you know, you've the soaring ceilings and the and the coloured light, and it takes you to a different place. The comedy room does exactly the same thing, but in reverse. It's pitch dark. Um, ideally, um, you you are in a room full of people that you can't see, but you're very close to, and you're all sharing in an experience, a kind of ritual experience mm-hmm. together. And um, the the comedy room, uh, like you know, like the the therapy space, like the worship space, mm-hmm. like the uh, environmental spaces that that nurture us. The comedy room has a particular role in kind of unleashing elements of our spirit and our identity mm. that we don't uh, we don't always access. And um, it, it is a deeply spiritual space. I was
0: about to say, it sounds like there's a spirituality oh, to, to
1: absolutely. comedy. And that's why people keep doing it. Mm. Um, comedy does not pay well. Uh, like there's a handful of com- rich comedians, but most comedians are poor mm. and struggling and they live in share houses and... Um, and and people who see comedy, like you can pay a lot of money to see a very famous comedian, but your typical comedy show is between five and twenty bucks. You know, mm-hmm. it's not an expensive form yeah. of entertainment. Um, but people who keep going back to it and back to it, it's because it just allows you to 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 let go and mm-hmm. to be open to a new perspective or a new experience. It's mm-hmm. a very powerful space. Yeah, wow.
0: And you alluded to before as well. That when you look at scripture, when you look at faith, there is a, a comedy almost to our faith mm. and to to those elements. I'm wondering, perhaps back to that question: you know, Would you say that God is funny?
1: Um, I think you know God. Uh, God invented bums for a start. <laughs> we've already established that bums are one of the funniest things that there are. Um, and you get and you get like there's two of them or two bits to it, and they and, you know they they're in conversation with one another. Um, and I think um, if we imagine that God, first of all, gave us the capacity to laugh, mm. uh, that God um, created a world in which there are so many funny things to mm. laugh at, uh, and also um, when we see in Jesus, mm. um, who for Christians we believe is is the, the embodiment of God, the fullness of God mm. in a human being, mm. um, you know, the stories are funny. Hmm. You know, um, the 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 interactions are often hilarious, and even even uh, even Jesus um, b- before Pilate. You know, are oh, you the King of the Jews? Well, you said you say so. You know, like kind of, <laughs> cheekiness. Yeah, like and 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 the picture of Jesus that we get from the Gospels, while it's not, the Gospels are not. Written as comedy. Mm. Um, there is just so much about uh, that we can glean um, from him about, you know, he uses irony and kind of sarcasm mm. and he, he does callbacks. Yes. Uh, and, you know, all this stuff that the, the, the great stand up comedian, you know, recognizes. Mm. I think taking all of that, uh, you know, together, um, and the fact that Jesus was criticised for being sort of too rowdy, for inviting, you know, the the, the sinners and the tax collectors to the party, he was called a glutton and a drunkard. I'm like, yes, that sounds like every comedian I've ever met. <laughs> All of that taken together um, makes me imagine that, the the God of my experience is one who mm. who laughs, mm. you know, who who laughs with us, who mm. laughs at us, mm. who, who thinks, you know, that the things we do are quite funny, um, and who wants us to laugh. Mm. Um and that's not the sum total of God's identity, but mm. um the the kind of sour, uh, mm. negative God that some of us get, you know. Taught about as as children, um, who's just sitting around waiting for us to fail, mm. or desperate for us to do something in particular, and very angry until we do. Mm. Um, I think that's a, a, a very uh, a, a very narrow vision of God, yeah. you know, yeah. and it's it, it, it's a sort of poverty of vision that mm. that vision of God. Um, so I, I quite I quite like quite like and I'm very drawn to. Mm. Uh, And in fact, I I think I would go so far as to say that I believe in a God. Mm. You know, I'm committed to a God who laughs and wants us to laugh too. Mm.
0: I'm always reminded that one of the first miracles that Jesus did, according to John's Gospel, is turning water into wine. Now, I know that goes beyond the realm of pure comedy, but there seems to be a life to the party to Jesus, (laughs) a joyousness to Jesus. And isn't it interesting, his inaugural miracle, according to John, is this is this, let's keep the party going, yeah, and let, yeah, let's yeah. have festive joy and let's let's eat and drink to remember and, and to something bigger than ourselves. And I think that says something about and the, the amount type of, of people wine. meant to be.
1: Yeah. The amount of wine is comical. Yes, that's but right. Absurd it absurd is so wine. much wine. <laughs> yeah, like by any measure, it's and, and it, it's like it, it – it reads like a joke, yes, you know? yes. Um And and you're and and scurrying around, going, oh, why did why did we have the bad wine first and the good wine last? Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. There, there are so many inherently comical things going on there, mm. um, and uh, when when we have eyes to see it, and when mm. we're willing to, when we're willing to move past the idea that faith is solely about. Um, a transaction, uh, God's transaction in relation to sin, mm. uh, and recognise that faith uh, kind of infects the whole of life. Yes. Um, then laughter becomes a spiritual act. Yes. Uh, and discovering comedy in the scriptures mm. becomes um, a part of the hermeneutical process. Mm.
0: Yes. Yes. And certainly the spirituality of laughter, the spirituality of joy. It sounds like that we Christians will be much more. I guess a better witness in the world if we were better people of joy or perhaps embrace a more lighter side to life.
1: I, I did, for me, mm. faith has led me to either be very, very angry a lot of the time mm-hmm. um, uh, at, you know, in, injustice yes. yep. um, or to be uh, laughing and, and, you know, taking the mickey. Mm. Um, I don't find for me that faith leads me to a place of comfort and, and feeling sort of satisfied. Mm, uh, mm. It's a very unsatisfying journey to be a Christian for me. Mm. Uh, and I think if faith only leads us to anger or only leads us to, uh, to a kind of, um, you know how that Pollyanna sort of faith? Where, yeah. Where just, it's, it's, everything's fine. God's in control. Just sort of yeah,
0: I know what you mean. Yeah. God
1: wants you to be happy and has a wonderful plan for your life. It's a la-la
0: faith that has yeah. a depth. Yeah.
1: yeah. And, and it can go, and it, you know, it, it, either direction can be quite dysfunctional because yeah. I, you know God can also just become full of wrath at your sin and, and mm. you just feel constant guilt that you're not trying to convert people mm. um, because God is full of wrath at their sin. <laughs> um, I don't think either direction is particularly yeah. um, a happy one. But if we can hold um, the our, our anger mm. at the lack of justice and righteousness in the world mm. in tension with our joy at the miracle of it all mm. and the hilarity of it all, yeah, I feel like that might be a way. Towards a, a kind of fullness of life and a, yes. a healthy mm-hmm. life
0: of faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is certainly a much more holistic spirituality in one's yeah. Christian journey with with holding those two things in tension. By the sounds of it, I, and you were talking about before as well about on on the side of of this this lightness to to life and the hilarity to to certain aspects of, of faith and, and life and living. I guess we could say that in terms of engaging with humour, engaging with comedy? Would you call it a spiritual practice to actually seek out things which are um, funny in life-giving ways?
1: Yeah, I think um, art generally mm. yes. uh, informs faith and and... When you look at the history of faith, there's always been artistic elements to mm. it. Whether you know, if, you, if even if you go back to the the tabernacle and the you know the the furniture in the temple, the dancing, mm. um, all the music, the psalms, all mm. of that, the arts have always been aligned with mm. with religious practice. And um, whenever whenever religion and faith is kind of in a in a decline or intention, um, the arts are often the first thing to come under attack. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why you can never change the music in a dying church um, and why you can never move the furniture in, in a dying church. Um, and, uh, and this goes for churches of every, of every faith. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yep. And, and a church um, and a faith that is thriving mm. is, is in a healthy dialogue with the arts, is inviting the arts in, mm. um, both to inspire mm. but also to challenge and critique.
0: Yes, yes.
1: Um, And my art form just happens to be mm. uh, comedy and theatre, mm. you know that that kind of happens to be where I'm. I'm also a musician, um, but the same, like the same issues reemerge with, say, with visual arts. Mm. Um, there have been, uh, you know, there are so many stories about where someone of a deep faith creates art that offends uh, others of deep faith. Um, and even and sometimes that's architecture. Sometimes mm. uh, it's music, you know. Mm. Um, and I think the same uh, happens with comedy. Uh, comedy is highly subjective. You mm. know, some comedy that I think is hilarious other people despise. Mm. Um, but uh, regardless, if we are closed off to all art forms mm. um, or some art forms, then um, we, I don't think we can have a fullness to our faith. Mm. Um, you don't have to like every art form, but I think it's very dangerous when we either actively censor or passively resist, mm. you know, the the input of the arts into, into our faith. Mm. Um, and I think we have to be open to letting uh, the arts or work on us uh, in the same way we let the poor mm. work on us, yeah. we let our neighbour Work on us. We let the Holy Spirit work on us. Mm. All of these things are, are influencing us mm. um, and and sort of nudging and prodding us in particular yes. spiritual directions. Um, and e- even if you hate the art, um, that's that's important. You need to be aware of that. You need mm. to let that let yourself hate it. Like mm. let yourself. But don't want to don't don't close down art just mm. because it, it affects yeah. you in a way you don't like. Mm. Um, mm. I think you know it's about having it having an open spirit because you never know how mm. God is going to speak to
0: you. Yeah, yeah. Perhaps as a final question. We've answered it a little bit, but I want to get perhaps uh, if you have anything more to say on this, and that is, how might the church look different if we embraced this humorous, lighter side to life?
1: Mm. I think that our public worship or our liturgy um, doesn't need any more humour in it. What I mean is that um, I worry about people who tell jokes in sermons. I say this is someone who occasionally does tell <laughs> an actual joke in a sermon um, or for whom um, getting a laugh in a sermon is, a, is an achievement. Mm. Um, and that I think we don't actually need. Um, we also, I would hate to see... Um, you know, segments, I mm. uh, oh, would we'll just have a comedy segment yeah. now. I mean, I'd rather just crawl into a hole in the ground and, yeah. and cry myself to sleep. But um, I think the, the tone and the atmosphere that is created mm. in a comedy room where nothing is off limits, mm. where I'm intimately connected with those around me and we're having a kind of shared uh, social and spiritual experience, Um, and also where there's a willingness to hear a range of different voices, like the the open mic Mm. uh, culture, which is intrinsic to comedy, uh, and also the beginner culture where we actually put people on stage very, very early in their career, if you like. You don't have to earn the right onto stage. Mm. I think there are things that that, as a church culture we can learn about Mm -hmm. that, um, about the voices that we allow to be heard, Mm -hmm. about the truths um, or perspectives that we mm. that we encourage yeah. to be shared, mm. um, and also about that kind of like, there's something about the darkened room mm. where someone just gets to be heard uninterrupted, yeah. except by laughter and applause, maybe um, for a few minutes. Mm. That's enormously yes. powerful. Yes. Uh, and when we look at the kind of emerging, um, I say, technologies, the emerging practices are uh, around um, being willing to. You know, do circle work and yarning and listen to people's voices and the discipline of having to shut up Mm. and not, and not argue with them. Yes. Um, I think there are so many elements of that, that stand up comedy, uh, and to a lesser extent, sketch and to a greater extent, improv, Mm. um, can teach the church about our culture. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that that is something we could, we could be integrating, um, in a very wholesome, yes, life yes, world.
0: yes. And do you think the church could also speak into areas of comedy?
1: I, I think comedy um, is is actually less in the world today because um, Christianity, in particular, but actually probably all all religion, um, has. Has perceived comedy very often as a battleground. Mm. Um, and mainly because they use particular words and talk about genitals. Like that's, that's the main, yeah. main issue. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and as if, you know, so many Christians in their own personal lives don't use those words or talk about genitals. <laughs> um, so I think, um, we, we would do well. I mean, a, as a preacher, uh, I would want to encourage people in churches to actually experience a whole wide range of art, mm. including, uh, including yeah. forms of comedy. Uh, and I think um, the, there need to be more Christians uh, doing comedy, mm. uh, just like there need to be more Christians doing theatre and, and performing visual arts yeah. as well. Yeah,
0: yeah. And perhaps just as a, a lighter question, do you have any favourite comedians?
1: Oh, I'm very into Hannah Gadsby at the moment. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. she's I great. Mean, what kind of monster doesn't love Hannah Gadsby? Um, just because she has taken the melancholy and the despair and the persecution and the sadness of her life, uh, and without hiding any of it, she's yeah. turned it into a, uh, a, a stunning art form that's also hysterically funny. Yes. She, yes. she, uh, she, you know, she speaks to my condition. Um, there's a great, um, Perth, uh, a, based, well, Perth originating um, comedian called Laura Davis is a very good friend of mine. Uh, and in the early days of Pirate Church, um, she was involved um, as an MC back when we had an MC for the show. And um, Laura is currently in New Zealand because um, she got married to a New Zealander and then uh, they're in lockdown over there. Um, but she she has a, an amazing um, capacity to, uh, I mean, amazing capacity to make you laugh, but also to draw on the quirky sort of banalities of life Mm, mm. um laura uh is her career's you know expanding um and she's got a couple of um just now just got a new recording out of Mm. her of her comedy and uh yeah i could listen to every day of the week yeah awesome
0: well thank you very much chris through you coming on the podcast and talking about faith humor the intersection between those two things
1: it's an absolute
0: pleasure Well, that was today's episode with Father Chris Bedding. If you would like to follow Father Chris Bedding on any social medias, find him on Facebook and also on Twitter at FRChrisBedding. That's all one word, FR Chris Bedding. And if you want to follow him on Instagram, it's at ChrisBedding. Also, I highly recommend, next time you see any advertisement, whether it be sponsored or unsponsored, (laughs) on your social medias for Pirate Church, it will be an amazing show to go to. So be on the lookout for when Pirate Church does a show. Typically, they do it around Fringe Festival, but who knows, maybe they'll make an appearance throughout the year. So be on the lookout also on your social medias for that. Now, for a big announcement, and that is that the format of the show is changing permanently. Moving forward, this show will no longer be called Deeper and Wider. In fact, the the scope of the show and the content of the show will be completely changing going forward. It would still be on this subscribed podcast, if you like, so nothing's going to change there. But you might notice a change in colours, a change in show title, Perhaps even a slightly change of direction and content. The journey of Deeper and Wider has been about exposing people to the intersection of faith plus someone's story, someone's life, someone's calling, someone's vocation to show and demonstrate to our listeners that the kingdom of God is deeper and wider than we ever dared dream. The next direction that this show will take which will be called Theology Talk, with Nathan and friends, it will be exploring episodes like Deeper and Wider, but it will also be open to doing different type of episodes as well. Some ideas I've got in the ballpark would be panel discussions. Some episodes will be sermons. Some episodes will be casual conversation on theological topics with friends. Some Episodes might even be movie reviews and talking about the intersection of faith and film. Who knows? I've got a few different ideas down the pipeline of how the future of the show can look in the new rebranded format of Theology Talk with Nathan and Friends. But until that happens, I want to say thank you for being part of this journey of the show, of this iteration of the podcast which is of course deeper and wider until next time, keep exploring and I'll see you on the other side if you like what you listen to today then please subscribe to this show leave a review and share with your friends to follow my work find me on either facebook at nathan.forster or instagram and twitter at nathan underscore forster or find me at nathanforster.com